Podcast. Hello and welcome to another weekly episode of the Beer Fridge Podcast. Real beer, real breweries, real opinions. As always, when you've listened to this episode, you subscribe and hit that ding-a-ling-a-ling to be notified of all the latest episodes. You can show your official support by heading to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Beer Fridge Podcast. We can get access to exclusive content and some homebrew from the guy. I say homebrew. I've actually just realised I can't actually remember the last time Dixon and Callum made a homebrew. But when they do, you'll get some... If you go to our Patreon page, you can sign up for as little as £1.50, I think it is, and gain access to all that lovely extra content. Right, my name is Gavin. I've got my usual one drinking buddy at the moment. One will be showing up very shortly in the form of Scott. Hello, Scott. Hello. I don't know why I said that. That's quite a lacklustre fucking introduction. Was it? Hope you're better for the guests than me. Oh, and I'm fucking stuck with this prick again. I know, I did, I, I did, I, I, I don't know why, no, I don't really oh, no know. no bad part that's awful. It was that's a bit, shame. sorry. Oh, ah, here's, your, here's, your, here's, your, here's your pal now, there he's there, look. I'm just, I'm just getting absolutely belted here for, ah, yeah, like, sorry. like he didn't want me here. Mm. He's introduced, introduced <laughs> me like, here's that bit of shite in my shoe, Scott. I'm like, thanks very much. It wasn't, it wasn't the yeah, best. Do, do you'll get the full oomph, you'll get the what dialed podcast, up the podcast senior citizen has arrived. Well, I'll, the, I'll, champion, I'll, the champion of champions. Do you want me to dig in for you? No, I'm all right. I'm, I'm past it now. I feel it. Like over it. Oh, okay. get, the, get Callum and get Callum. Introduce him with your 11 out of 10, and then we'll get on to the actual guests if that's what And showing up this evening as another <laughs> member of the Beer Fridge podcast from Armadale Academy. <laughs> Wayne and that like a pe- uh, it makes me sound like a bit like a pedo to be sure <laughs> that's which is uh, well we can see you well uh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa whoa uh, in the form of Callum here hello Callum good evening sorry I'm late no you're fine son you're alright you're alright exactly uh, on time exactly on time um, tonight we are joined by uh, Richard and James from the Way Out Back Brewing good evening gentlemen how are we doing how's it going guys how are Not we? Bad, thank you. Hopefully that intro was was better than Scott's that I gave him. Definitely, That's... that was that was fair. I think that was right. that was good. I apologise, Scott. That was my That's bad. Right. Uh, we'll fine. start off as we normally do. We'll go around the virtual table to see what we're drinking to start off the podcast. Um, funnily enough, they're going to be the way out back beers because um, they've been very kind enough to send us some to sample this evening. Um, Scott, what are you starting things off with? Well, I think we're going to have a couple of doublers here, maybe right so. off the bat. So. I am ever so thankful uh, for some beers from the way out back, and I am on the full Nelson, which yeah. you nearly got if you were in northern France for that lacklustre <laughs> introduction. <laughs> there we go. Um, it's a cold IPA, so brewed 50-50 lager pilsner base, fermented cold with lager yeast, hopped throughout with yours and my friend Nelson, mm-hmm. um, Indeed. which is, you can't go wrong with. It's excellent. Cold IPAs, as we've already said before, is a style that we're super into, especially in the heat that we've been experiencing over um, the last few weeks. Although today, for some reason, it's decided to dip back into October in central Scotland, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, welcome, it's rained the whole day. Um, so something kind of to, to hark back to the times where the sun used to shine is, is probably quite apt. Um, it's super refreshing, 
pop flavour with these things through. It's got that bit of dryness at the end, which you totally expect. It's crisp, but full flavoured at the same time. Exactly what I, I enjoy. And and it's got that wee bit of kind of nostalgia. Kind of, no Caesar Augustus in any way, shape or form. It's a far more refined version of that. But it's got that kind of thing that gets you into it. It's a great gateway and the perfect starter. Um, packs a bit of oomph as well at 5.7%. So it's, it's there or thereabouts. Um, it's a, an excellent beer. One, a great one to start with. I can't really add much to that, to be fair, Scott, because you fit the nail in the head. Um, as always, your tasting notes are impeccable. Absolutely impeccable. That's why you're talent of the show. Right, guess I can read. <laughs> I can read. Got a, got a uh, well, the, I would say a standard grade English, but I'll say GCSE for our friends from Den Surf, um English. So I can but, read. Which is, um, aye, no, it's tremendous, isn't it? It's solid. It's a, such a nice beer. And like you said, the, the, the Nelson comes through nice in the back end. It starts off with that like, kind of lager feel, nice and crisp, and then you get the hops coming through in the back. Kind of that gooseberry kind of vibe in there, um, that comes through. But I absolutely the reason I, I picked that first because I, I was like, like you said, Scott, cold IPAs are the ones that we are the style of beer that we are kind of gravitating to more so at the moment just because they're fucking good. Um, and this is up there with a fucking good cold IPA, lovely, 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 lovely. Is that is that a, a, a fair tasting notes on the Phil Nelson guys? I think you pretty much hit it on the head, yeah, man. It's um, it's obviously it's Nelson hops. I think, uh, I think you guys also commented that actually at uh, Brew London we literally just put Nelson baby uh, when we were putting our description because uh, <laughs> it's a hop we That's love, it uh, and yeah, pretty much everything you've said is what we're going for. So crisp, clean, uh, and yeah, just let the gooseberry and kind of you know note shine through basically. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a great summer beer. So yeah, it's it's, quite seven, so it's not your weakest kind of like beer, but it's not too strong. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a session, but it's a uh, oh, it's a yeah. it's a it's a beer fridge podcast session. That is it's a, a beer fridge podcast. Okay, we're going with that. It's a podcast session beer, a hundred percent. Incredibly Moorish as well. Oddly, it's a. It's the last beer I made before James, my New Zealand brewer, actually joined me, uh, which was kind of weird. <laughs> it was uh, like all Nelson hops, New Zealand hops, obviously. And then, yeah, I think pretty much everyone, when it came out, were like, oh, did James brew that? And I went, no, nah, actually, that was that was me. That was, uh, that was the last <laughs> thing I did, literally, I think, before he turned up. And then, um, yeah, so. Superb. Yeah. Uh, Carl, what you got? I oh, am yeah. on... Game Changer, which You're is a game uh, yeah, which is a session IPA, um, or session pale ale, sorry. Um, is that uh, Idaho Seven and Nectaron, uh, in this one, and it's just it's like liquid Solero, really. It's pine, pineapple, passion fruit, mango. Um, there's a little bit of bitterness there at the end that kind of makes it not too sweet, which is lovely. Um, fantastic body. I'm, I, I, it wasn't until you guys mentioned your ABV, I, I actually looked at the at the, the ABV on the can, and it's only four percent, and it's and it's an absolute banger for four percent. It really is. It's you know proper mouthfeel, lovely body to it, and uh, yeah, it's super super sessionable. Even for a non beer fridge podcast person, it's super sessionable. Delicious. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, fun enough. So, like we said, the guys were kind enough to send us beers. Um, Obviously, I'm solo down here in the south of France, so sometimes I've got some more to at hand, which is always lovely. Um, and I had that 
the box arrived and I was like, I can't wait two weeks to have any of these beers. And I, like the second night after it's chilled, I was like, I need to have one of them. And I, 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 exactly what you said, Dick, it's just Solero and I can. Lovely. Cracking beer. Mm-hmm. Cracking beer. Um, how did Cal do in his tasting notes there, guys? Pretty good, man. That was, um, yeah, so that, that beer was, uh, I'd never heard of Nectar on hops. Uh, and James. What on him? Yeah, yeah, great yeah, name. Yeah. And James <laughs> kind of comes up to me one day and goes, there's this new hop from <laughs> it's New Zealand. Isn't yeah, it? so New Zealand hop. It's a New Zealand hop. Um, before I left New Zealand, it was kind of the big hop that all the breweries were kind of using. Like, we're talking about, because I just kind of started, what beers that we should make in the future. I was like, oh, we've got to get some nectar on and make something with nectar on in it. And Richard yeah. turns around and says, well, what's nectar on? But uh, yeah, took a punt on it, took it a chance. We paired it with some Idaho 7, which is something that I personally hadn't used a lot of. So yeah. Yeah, the back of the can says it's the love child of our brewers. And yeah, it really is. Yeah, so awesome. we got we got five kilos of nectar on in to start with, just so we could literally just get some pellets, rub them in our hands, and smell what it tastes. Little, you know, rub it. In yeah. Snow. So it was like, oh man, that's amazing. James, James was like, should we just brew a single hop? And I went, no, go get some Idaho Seven out the freezer, and then we uh, we rubbed the two together in our hands. I was like, yeah, no, that can't literally go wrong. And then. We <laughs> Uh, we brewed it, and then uh, I think literally just said to me one another game changer, and then that was it. Uh, and then that's the name. So yeah, superb. I think I thinking kind of comes in four percent. It's got that body, but it's not heavy, so yeah, you can kind yeah. Of nice sessionable hazy pale. I like juicy beers, but I don't like them to be too sweet. I think I've gone through my earlier years of drinking every single juicy hot bomb that there was. Yeah, uh, I've come out the other side going. I like a juicy beer, but I do like it to still have a bit of a dry finish kind of at the end. Yeah, it uh, doesn't. It, 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 it displeases yeah. me when it's like all cloy and sweet and and you yeah. know, it's like after half a can you're like, yeah, you know. And all of our beers are vegan friendly as well, so we don't use lactose. Uh, and yeah, we just try and stay to that ethos. Really, just brew with water, malt, hops, and yeast. So yeah, I think our first introduction to nectaron. In turn, and beer was um, was it Castles a couple of years ago when we had them on the podcast and they introduced us to the, the Nectaron stuff and God fucking love it, such a good hop. Um, it just brings it just brings a really good level, a different kind of aspect to the beer, but still that that New Zealand kind of vibe, like I said, kind of almost that Nelson a kind of obviously because it's from New Zealand, duh. but yeah, cracking cracking love that hop. Um, like we said, we've got like the- a fruit transformer. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Yes. Fruit, fruit transformer, nectar on. Does, doesn't it? <laughs> Sorry. I've been thinking about that since we mentioned that it was a good name. That's what I've been I've been waiting on that opportunity just to get that in there. Just sliding a transformer's going to be. I might make that's a great name for a new beer. Can we? There you go. Can we, can we, oh, well, we've had breweries in the past. Can we write that down right now? Hang on. Can I put go a for it? <laughs> go for it. We've had, we had a, a with Umbard, I'm, I swear by it, about two months ago, uh, maybe even three months ago, we were, um, we were talking to them and we said, throwing, basically, they were a part of our. Um, brewery of the year contest and it was them and heist that were the last two and we were trying to get a wee back a bit of back and forth a bit of um kind of chatting back and forth throwing shit in each other so we said throwing shade and then lo and behold a month later they had a beer called throwing shade and i was like you fuckers there you go 
And that was us. <laughs> yes. So, well, I, I look forward to Plenty seeing that. Watch yeah. this space. <laughs> you get a mystery box all branded up in the post. Right? Super, it looks like super. a fruit machine, right? <laughs> oh, that sounds good. That would be really fucking cool, actually. Anyway, um, like I said, we've got Rich and James from the Way Out Back um, Brewing joining us on the podcast this evening. Um, I think the first question overall about the brewery has to be kind of how it started and the kind of origins of the Way Out Back. How did it all start? So it started in my back garden six years ago. Uh, yeah, six, seven years ago, 2016. End of 2016, start of 2017. Uh, and I used to be a mechanical engineer and I kind of quit doing that. And I used to design pressure vessels, heat exchangers and filters, which lo and behold, if you put all those together, you got yourself a brewery, which is yep. kind of really weird because it was lots of different individual companies that I used to work for and no, never in a million years if I think I'd own a brewery. I used to do some kind of home brewing gonna throw it out there that it, a lot of it wasn't very good but i think that was a lot a, a long time before a lot of this fancy new equipment came out that yeah. you can kind of much replicate kind of you know commercial breweries uh, on a sort of small scale so yeah we started in my garden uh, and we started with a 300 liter kit um i could afford to buy the kit and one fermenter so i started there and started yeah started basically brewing beer and selling it commercially um to all the pubs and stuff around uh bournemouth mm-hmm. and then about six months after that we decided myself and my girlfriend that uh well she actually bought me my second fermenter which is really kind of her so i've been together mm. with her for about six months so she was a keeper right. uh, <laughs> she, she bought me my second fermenter, so then, I, then i could make two beers at a time which was like mind-blowing that was cool uh, <laughs> then you're like you all you mad at me yes yeah um <laughs> So we're still together. Let's say like six, seven years, eight years later now. We've got a son as well. So, um, yeah, definitely a key for that one. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, then we built the, um, little, then we started looking for a tap room. We sort of decided that actually to, you know, to make some money uh, and kind of quit our jobs. Um, I was still working as a carpenter and she was working uh, in the hospitality industry for a hotel down here mm-hmm. that we should build a tap room and kind of open that and, and go from there. And we built one. Uh, we're in Southbourne, just outside of Bournemouth. Um, tiny little place, probably fit sort of 30, 40 people in max. Uh, we had the little brewery in the a little room in the back, uh, and it just about fit. Uh, we opened the doors and we sold our beer in about a week and a half. Um, wow. yeah, it was insane. I'd stockpiled the best part of about 80 cakes of beer, it was gone. Uh, we then kind of like struggled to kind of make beer, and we had 10, I think we started with 10 tap lines. So a couple of cider, so we had sort of eight lines to fill, none of our beer. So we just bought beer from, um, you know, all the other craft breweries, really, and then kind of padded it out as and when our beer was ready to kind of come on and everyone would come in still and say, you know, your beer's great, but there's never any on there. I was like, well, we make it, you drink it in three days, and then it's gone. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah. That's it. <laughs> and then we've just been making the brewery bigger and bigger and bigger, really. So we've taken on a building across the road from the tap room uh which was an old mot garage with two ramps in it um we've got cool. in there and we've got what 12 fermenters now uh, a couple of 2000 yeah. ones and then sort of five uh 1000 liter ones and a couple of 600 liter ones uh we've upscaled we've got a six barrel brew house now but we max the hell out of that uh, we get about a thousand liters out of that <laughs> so, yeah we uh, yeah. literally brim that to the point that we um yeah, it can't get any. It's, it's it's boiling over sometimes, but um, 
And then we built another little pizzeria next door as well. So we've got a, our barrel <laughs> room, which has got a glass floor, which we dug a big hole in the floor and put all the yes. glass floor in with all of our barrels in. So um, all of our barrel aging stuff kind of sits down there and does its thing. Uh, I looked really... at I seen a picture of that today when I was kind of... yeah. Checking up for the making sure I've got my notes for this evening, and that the the barrel room looks fucking cool. As just with that, like you said, with the glass floor and all the barrels just underneath, that looks awesome. Well, we were going to have it just filled for the barrels, and then I was like, "Well, actually, bums on seats equals money in the till, doesn't it?" So it was, uh, it was very much a case of well, we fill it full of barrels, and then it's going to cost us a load of money to store those barrels. So what do we do with it? Let's put a pizza oven in there, sling some pizzas. Uh, we've used it for events and we uh, we sort of stopping doing the events so much now and we kind of use it as an overspill for our tap room on sort of Thursday, Friday, Saturdays and just have both venues open. We've got big sliding doors that open up in the summer and the sun literally sets in the barrel room. So it's um, oh, nice. it's perfect, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much where we've, where we've been, where we've come from. Um, great little pilot kit. Yeah, we got a little pilot kit as well. So actually, the pilot kit came from um, Simon at Gypsy Hill. He's a little brownmeister, so he's a good friend of mine, and he um he wasn't doing anything with it, so he kind of lent that to me on a long term loan, I think. Uh, and then, um, <laughs> he's he's we, we, listening to this and go, "Fuck, I forgot about that." Yeah, probably. I was, uh, did just oh, yeah. I did just start saying that. And thought, hey, that back next week. I was like, yeah, "Shit." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we got that. We got what, three little thirty liter uni tanks up on the mm-hmm. mezzanine. Well, which we kind of mess around quite a lot. We just order these random hops normally that we've never heard of uh, or, you know, never thrown together and, and make some stuff. James likes to go off to the new forest and pick things like gorse flowers and just destroy his fingers with all the prickles that are on them. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anything like that. So, yeah. I made a, a gorse flower sour on the pilot kit, which went down pretty well. Um, you made me a birthday cake cool. beer. What was that? I that made, your, I made your perfect velvet. I made a, a, a <laughs> strawberry red velvet stout. Uh, That's pretty good. We served it with sprinkles, which was kind of funny. <laughs> That's cool. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Well, but what, so what, like you said, you've got that pilot kit and like you said, James, you're kind, of, you're kind of playing about and messing about with it. There must be something you put in that and you went, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> I think the gorse flower one was the real what was I thinking kind of moment. Like, it was a, it was a lot of work. I wasn't sure if it was going to pay off, and it really did. Um, I haven't had any disasters in it yet, but hey, you know, there's still time, so we'll see. <laughs> I, made, I made a salted caramel stout in it and I put a way too much salt in it. It was, uh, it was, yeah, once the sugar had actually been, you know, eaten by the yeast and I was just left with salt, it was, uh, it was, pretty, <laughs> it was pretty repulsive. <laughs> My worst kind of pilot kit mishap, didn't happen here, happened in New Zealand, I made a rice lager and it must have got a bit too hot or something because it just tasted like eggs. Like it tasted oh. like eggs. it was an egg fried rice lager. It was not good. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It's not happened again. So yeah, egg fried rice. Egg fried rice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's a cool little kit. We kind of leave that up there. We just kind of mess around with it, and um, yeah. Um, generally. I think I kind of go off if I go to like Budapest where my missus is from or, you know, one of us goes on holiday somewhere. James obviously over from New Zealand. Mm. He's a bit further away from most countries than kind of, you know, we are to Europe. So he's definitely ticking them off as he's here. Yeah, uh, so he's uh, he's off going to 
various different places and then comes back you know we get some ideas from different places and breweries and stuff and yeah mess around and then hopefully well quite a lot of them will sort of end up turning into something uh maybe not the first yeah. initiation <laughs> um, yeah yeah uh, i mean that was a question i mean you've kind of basically answered there but where the ideas stem from how do you come up with a new beer are you looking at kind of trends and stuff what's selling in the market are you, or are you just going fuck it you know what let's just let's just make what we want to make or like what's been good on like you said on the pilot kit and what's sold well because i assume obviously when you're doing these pilot kit ones with the space that you've got in terms of your tap room and stuff like you're you're working them on a on a keg on a line see getting some feedback from from your customers and stuff so how does how does that process start for you guys yes yeah, so we've got a little linda machine actually at the end so we've got 14 tap lines in the bar now well 15 technically but we've got uh and then we've got the little linda machine so we just shove them on there normally uh little 20 litre kegs uh and then just um it's nice. We get uh, we get some really good feedback from the customers, don't we? It's um, yeah. It's like yeah, you need to make a big batch of that, or what about this? And then yeah, I think it, you know you put like-minded people together, don't you? People come up with ideas, and then sparks fly, and then all of a sudden you know you go off back to the the little pilot kit and go, hmm, yeah. There was this customer that said this at the weekend. It, it may not be completely uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> may not um, be the worst idea yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. however it could be it could actually be the worst idea because it came from untapped so you never know well, oh, well. <laughs> no, no comments <laughs> <laughs> um, everyone, yeah. everyone everyone loves to hate untapped well yeah i mean you've got people that don't really know a lot about beer rating beer haven't you it's uh just, yeah. which is probably <laughs> Um, yeah, well, we started. Feedback, feedback's a gift. But just, nice. that's, that's how it works. It is, yeah. Feedback's a gift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, as I've been slapped as many an office job, try hard as told other people at, at times, uh, feedback's a gift. Fuck off. Mm. No, it's not. So, <laughs> so, what I like with, uh, with Untapped is when we get somebody rate somebody else's brewery, uh, beer at our brewery, and I'm like, well, we don't make that. <laughs> so, and or if you were drinking that you definitely weren't in our tap room so how are you <laughs> in our tap room i'm just like <laughs> unreal unreal um so talk us through naming the beers because the names and the beers are obviously really good um the one specific that i'm talking about is um the one that's in my hand i'm not your dad <laughs> right okay, which so... which for weirdly <laughs> In my head, every time I see it and every time I read it, I want to say it in an Irish accent and say, I'm not your daddy. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> People do come to the bar and say, I'll have a, I'm not your daddy, actually. So that does, yeah. So that came about, we, um, well, actually, we'd never made lager. So uh, the water down in Bournemouth is really hard and terrible. Uh, mm-hmm. And arguably, some people say, yeah, you can make lager with it. But, uh, yeah, I wanted it to be, well, actually, I wanted to make Pilsner to start with. So I wanted the water to be soft. I wanted it to be kind of replicate the water that came from Pilsner. So we actually spent an awful amount of money on an RO unit uh, just so we could, uh, you know, strip the water back to the pure water and then back salt it uh, accordingly for all the different styles of beers. So most of our water will go through the RO unit at this point. Um for our beer styles, just so we can be true to form. All of it. All of it, pretty all much. It. Uh, I even wash my car with it, actually, because it just eats <laughs> no street. So it's great. Um, <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to shammy it. It just dries with no watermark. It's, it's genius. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that was 
so yeah so like i said we never made a lager so we, anyway we went about making a lager uh and we i wanted to make it like true to form i wanted to make a pilsner so i made on the pilot kit i think we made three batches of lager we made we made three batches and yep. we played around with the salts and then we did uh we invited a bunch of guys from we've got a little brew pub next to us which were mm-hmm. a chain called brew house and kitchen uh uh, we invited some of the brewers from there and some of the staff that work from there, some people that drink in our bar, anyone that generally kind of knew anything about <laughs> beer. Uh, we invited along and did a little triangle taste basically <laughs> session. Uh, and yeah. Um, yeah. It was unanimous, wasn't it? Most it was. people, yeah. So we kind of went for one that was slightly salted, basically, the water profile. So I, I, I didn't win. I, I really loved <laughs> the absolutely pure uh pills and war with almost nothing in it um arguably yep. say that actually that's not really very good for uh kind of the yeast uh when you're actually trying to wait no there's like no new yeast nutrition in there or anything formation. It's a few yeah things. you know all those things yeah. so uh that would present problems so we kind of went with this slightly salted one uh and um during that triangle tasting session, somebody was given uh, a load of, after a few beers, was given a bit of a lip, weren't oh, they? Oh, so, uh, uh, and then James piped up, and I can't even remember what they said, but James basically made an off-the-cuff comment of, uh, look, I'm not your dad. <laughs> that's and that's where it stuck. And, uh, and we ended up with, I'm not your dad, as the name for the beer. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just done some IPD study. I'd spent ages learning about, like, tasting panels and that. So I spent all night working on the sheet on, like, with a flavor diagram and a spider chart and brought it in. And I was like, oh, you know, here it is. Fill it out or don't. I'm not your dad. <laughs> and the one thing I wrote down the bottom was if you have an idea for a name for this beer, write it here. I got them all back and no one had written anything on the entire sheet except for the name part, which everyone wrote, I'm not your dad. <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> so then that was the last one. So actually, we also make, uh, or am I, uh, which is uh, our Pilsner. Um, so we've got, I'm not your dad, or am I? Um, so, and they are side by side in our tap room, which... Uh, and then we do have T-shirts as well that say on the I was going to see. I see or the, am I, see I on the back? back. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, was, I did see that on your Instagram. I seen the T-shirt and I was like, that's fucking hilarious. Well, we did it for Father's Day, so it was kind of, yeah. That makes sense. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> All fucking right, brilliant. <laughs> well, does it? Absolutely perfect. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll, I'm sure there'll be a, a reincarnation somewhere. Well, aunties and uncles getting involved as well, no doubt. Oh, well. Uh, somewhere down the line. <laughs> Gil, are you switched over? Yes, I'm on uh, Session Pale, working like a dog. Um, really enjoying the kind of wine, white winey kind of kick. Um, the, it's Hallertau Blanc, I think. I don't know if I'm saying Taiki. that right. Yeah, it's either the Halatal or the Taiki that's probably giving yeah, it Yeah, Taiki's got a kind of... Yeah. Both together just give it a right oomph for, which for 3.6%. I back up what Callum said about the, the, ses- the his session pill wholeheartedly. That's never 3.6% in terms of body and flavour depth. I mean, you almost... How many kind of 3.8 and round about that neck of the woods beer have you tasted in your life and it tastes like fizzy water? Mm-hmm. Um at times, and they're, they're, they've tried real hard, but they're just not getting it, and that is totally the opposite of that. It packs a whole bunch of flavour, 
lovely body to it. Still has the and it has absolutely has the kind of dry finish as well. That's you could neck like you mentioned the sunset and then the the kind of pizzeria but the that I can only imagine that would go down an absolute treat there. Um, it's also got and a picture so, of sunshine and yes. The dog. Picture of our, uh, well, mm-hmm. now deceased, bless him, brewery dog, oh, Arthur. Oh. So, um, he was a Bernese mountain dog, so he's um, he used to lay out on the pavement outside the front whilst we were working our ass off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and my missus, when we started the tap room, was, uh, like, well, pregnant, heavily pregnant, right? And she worked right up to the point of like eight and eight and a bit months until before. Uh, wow. What a sleep driver. I mean, she should have I mean, well, she should have been only, the, should have been room, only well, the HR department there, surely. Yeah, well, she is the HR department. So. <laughs> <laughs> she can have a word with herself, that's fine. Um, <laughs> the rest of the, have the risk assessments been done for this? Absolutely, they have. Right, okay, fuck off. Thank you. That's, that's where the name Working Like a Dog comes from. So we were literally working like a dog and we'd always just look at Arthur who's just laying flat on the it's corner telling. outside the tap room on the pavement, just laying there, blocking the pavement for everyone. We were like, he, laid he laid there for the best part of about seven years and everyone around here knows him. Um, and yeah, he's probably, he was more well-known than we were uh, <laughs> when we started the brewery. Everyone would know who Arthur was. And it's it's quite funny. I actually borrowed someone's dog at the weekend and took him for a walk. And uh, But it, it's amazing how people don't look at the owner. They just know the dog. Exactly. I was getting loads of questions about uh, some conversations I'd apparently had with someone, uh, and I'm walking my mate's dog, and I'm like, "No, no, no, this isn't my dog." I'm like, <laughs> this, is what, this, is, "This is what we used to get with Arthur." So um, yeah, that's why we called it working like a dog. So um, what, yeah, what cool a beer as a tribute to him, it's, it's tremendous. Like, yeah, can be a, um, it's cool, cool little beer, three point six, and uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't think I've had a. But you would you would be hard pushed to find a beer at that percentage ABV with that much flavour. It's a total kick in the chops. Like it's lovely, superb. Sounds good. I'll get that cracked open shortly. Uh, Carl, have you switched over, pal? Yes, I have. Um, what you got? I'm probably going to butcher this uh, pronunciation, um, but it's it's a Kiviak pale and it's keeping it floky. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. yeah. So this is uh, yeah, just a, it's, I'm saying just, it's a Kaviak pale and it's been uh, late hopped with Amarillo. Um, so it's oranges for days, this one. It really is. Um, and with that kind of Kaviak funk that you get, um, it's just, again, yeah. it's it's super complex. I mean, for, for, for only being a single hop, it's super complex. It's got really interesting flavours. Um, but over overarching everything is that kind of lovely bitter orange, um, but also that kind of sweet tangy orange as well. It's kind of encompassing the whole sort of flavour map that you get just from from the orange. It really is. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's absolutely delicious. It really is. And this one, a little bit stronger at 5.4, but still dangerously sessionable. This one, it's really, no, this one's, this one's really, really nice. A, a, a bit of a step up from Game Changer. I think it's, uh, I'm enjoying this one just as much. It really is. So it's um it's Voskovic, which kind of throws off orange orangey notes, and then uh, mm-hmm. and then obviously just Amarillo, which yep. yeah yeah I think I'll I've never found anyone that doesn't like Amarillo. So. No. <laughs> very true. Yeah. yeah, very very true. Um, I am on the previously mentioned. I'm not your dad. In Munich Lager. This is um, this is just class in a can. This is right up my street. Lagerman. 
Lager lager. 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 This is just right up my street. It's what you it's actually it's everything you want from a lager. Clean, crisp, it's not too gassy. It's it's none of your kind of supermarket pish beers that you can you pick up. This is a proper lager done properly, um with the proper malts, etc. Oh, I could honestly I could drink that for fucking days. Absolutely. That's actually also now gluten free as well. Days. So I think I don't know if that one is that one we sent them gluten free? I think it should be gluten free. Oh, man. Anyway, we need new labels, so we haven't actually advertised on the cans yet that it's gluten free. But in our tap room, it is. It, we're sending it off. It's getting, um, you know, chucking the beta gluconase in when we're brewing it. Uh, it's being sent off to the lab, being tested, and it's coming back well within the twenty parts per million. In fact, I think Murphy's mm-hmm. literally said it was below ten, and that's as low as their equipment went. So it was, uh, yeah. Oh. So um, we've. We've done that with working like a dog as well now. So I think that probably the batch you're drinking there in the can as well is either the last batch that we did without. I think this might be gluten-free. I think that, I think that might be the gluten-free batch as well. But again, we're just waiting on some gluten-free labels to come through. Yeah. So we can well, is that, that's, a, that's an additive that you put in to, to, yeah, so to get rid of the gluten. Chuck it in and it basically strips it out and then you cold crash it. And then in those two, we also chuck some... Um, Vegan friendly findings in as well, yeah, don't we? Just so, right. silica based findings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, drop it, send it off to be analysed, get the results back. And there's no there's no difference in taste or, or no, flavour or anything. We like that. well, we've got a devoted person that drinks working like a dog every single day for the last six years in the pub and we did this to it, put it back on tap and he can taste the difference. He literally he was like, "Oh, that's a good batch, boys." Well, like, yes, yeah. we. <laughs> so, yeah. um, on that note, the next batch of Oramai is also gluten free. Uh, okay, so yeah, so then our Pilsner will also be gluten free as well. So nice. we're we're just trying to kind of hit that market where um, you know, celiacs can actually get a drink as opposed <laughs> to drinking well sugary cider. So <laughs> beers for everyone, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, yeah. well, like you see, if there's no if there's no noticeable difference in the product then why not do it you know it's like yeah, exactly. you know sticking to that sticking to that vegan mentality as well you know if there's no you know if, if it's not going to harm the product by by brewing it a certain way and and brewing it for everyone then go for it no i mean i think we cold crash everything long enough uh and and you know we got the time uh yeah i mean I, i'd love to have a um a centrifuge just to spin the beer at the end and you know probably end up with a slightly more beer out of the actual each batch, but more, we also don't have a spare seventy grand because we're not the biggest. Oh. Brewery. <laughs> <laughs> a quaint deal. All the way. Well, actually, yeah. James will say the floor space because if I try and cram another thing in the brewery, he's going to go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you be another, be another glass floor, another basement. Uh, uh, oh, <laughs> well, I've gone up, gone down. <laughs> Sorry, I've <laughs> much, I don't know where else to go. <laughs> We've actually, you were talking about our beer van that we took to Brew London, uh, yes. just started recording, which is a, a Volkswagen caddy uh, with six beer taps drilled in the side of the van, uh, which we use for sort of weddings and events. And we we did have two. We had an orange one as well, and that's that's just been written off. So we've just bought this transporter pickup that's got like this farmyard sort of Ooh. almost like fence panel back on it at the moment. And we're thinking oh. about getting three horizontal brewery serving tanks to go on that on like a skid so we can go and do bigger events and just sort of pour kind of pale lager, you know, IPA out the side of that and then take the caddy for the kind of like more special sort of sours 
uh, kind of you know your stronger uh, sort of beers like our dark Kavik IPA, yeah, uh, and stuff like that. So yeah, you were talking about or we were talking about power and stuff earlier as well. Just thinking, are we kind of like a roadworks style generator on a trailer? Yeah, imagine getting, imagine getting stuck in traffic behind that car. <laughs> and obviously, you know me. That obviously being me. a passenger and no driving, you can drive. That's fine. But me being a passenger stuck behind that, I'd be chatting your door almost that immediately. Whole <laughs> I once got stuck on the screw, motorway. Screw a couple of them on, would you? I, I, got stuck, I got stuck on the motorway. Uh, there was uh, we were there for hours, like three, four hours, and I was in uh, my old black van that was branded up the way out back, uh, and. I jumped in the back and put the kettle on because I obviously was driving, made myself a cup of tea, slid open the side door, and across from me there was a there was a bunch of guys that literally, I think they'd just come back from Afghanistan in the army, just stuck in this pickup, like you know, it was a boiling okay. hot day, and they went, "I suppose you got any beers in there, Abby?" And I was like, "Yes, I do." <laughs> and they were like, yeah. <laughs> and they're cold. And even they were like, "Oh, literally, they were, uh, yeah." They, I think I made their Probably the year, I don't know, but it was. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to get stuck in a traffic jam, that's the traffic jam you want stuck in. Mm-hmm. Damn fucking it's such a the the caddy's such a perfect van like that that style it with the high the high back end and the smooth sides just make it totally perfect for sticking the taps on the side. It's like I said when we I seen it, I was like, that's a. It's a proper thing of beauty. That's that that's nerd. Well, like I think actually for us at Brew London, tremendous. For us at Brew London, we, like, for whatever reason, we went to the middle bit. Oh, no, that's why, because we all went to the toilet first, and then we, we got to the middle bit, got our kind of bearings slightly, and we picked up a beer, and then we're like, okay, right, let's go and do this. And then we're like, we've seen the van, and we're like, we're going there. Like, I don't know what it is, but we're going <laughs> towards that van that's pouring beer out of the side of the fucking van. That looks fucking amazing. Yes, let's go. Beeline. And I think we, we stayed there for a good 20 minutes, half an hour or so, because we're like, this is fucking good shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. good. yeah, yeah I think stayed, you did. Went, yeah, walked, over, walked over for the van, stayed for the beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what you want. Yeah. Perfect. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what you want. Um, I don't know if you mentioned it already, and I can't remember if you did, and I apologise if you did. Um, the I'm Not Your Dad, how long How long are you keeping that in tank? How long are you it, lagging it, it for? It basically conditions for about a month at this point. Yeah. So um, we've just bought another 2,000 litre tank just because we were getting through it so fast yeah. uh, in the tap room. Uh, we were border on having to actually buy some guest lagering. Uh, so uh, off the back of uh, Brew London, we went and bought another 2,000 litre tank. So now we, which is what James has just been doing today because our kit's only six barrel. We, you know, we max it out to just under 1,000. He's just done a double brew in that today, uh, just so. And actually, both of those tanks are currently empty with lager, so we've just ke- kegged a load. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we've got to do another double brew either this week or early next week just to fill the other one up as well. But, um, today is the day that I'm yeah. at the moment. So, so, yeah. yeah, so it sits for a month, uh, obviously uh, ferments, and then we, we, we try and give it a good month of uh, conditioning time. Um, yeah. Is that for you guys? I know for some other breweries, some other smaller breweries, like doing a lager is a big commitment because obviously it takes a lot of space and it needs that time to lager, obviously. For you guys, is that something that you're quite happy to do and, and take that tank space just to to take that? Like you said, you've got a, a really good lager and obviously it's flying. Well, like, are you guys comfortable it, doing that? I just want it to be right, really. So it's just like, you know. Um... Well, that's it. It speaks for itself. So we, we do it because we want to produce the best product and 
Yeah. If it takes a little bit longer, it takes a little bit longer, just as what it is. We um, I think, like I said, we never actually made a lager. I made a couple of doppel box, and I gave them a good month as well when I um when I made those. Um, mm-hmm. and then actually, we'll see if we can send you boys some of that. They're in they're in that hole in the floor which is in front of us. But there's a we uh we got some Cotswold another whiskey. another hole in the floor. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the one with the barrels has also got a whole bunch of bottles, which we just kind of like keep. So there's a there's just some like kind of bits that we've just yeah don't really we, they are for sale, but they're we, we're trying to keep a hold of like say a hundred of each just so we can kind of you know in, in time Aging. have these dusty bottles with a label on it and go oh what's this? Wonder if it's got any yeah. better or worse <laughs> or yeah yeah so um but there's a <laughs> there's a doppel bot down there I think it's about seven percent that's been aged in Cotswold whiskey barrels and that was um that was lagered for a month as well and it was it was phenomenal it's, it's... before it but phenomenal before it got put in the Cotswold whiskey barrels uh, and then when it came out it was like oh yeah no this is this is good so. Um, and are they yeah. are the whiskey barrels like virgin whiskey barrels, or are they what what what? Uh, so they were originally two. Uh, what were they? They were originally bourbon barrels, and then Cotswold Whiskey Company got hold of them and aged their uh, whiskey in, uh, and then we got them straight from Cotswold Whiskey nice. um, and just chucked them. And they they absolutely reeked to whiskey when we got. Them. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the bu- bu- bourbon bourbon of it, so it'll be vanilla and and yeah, you know all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, that sounds delish. <laughs> yeah. And then we've got, I think we've got about six bottles left. We did a really good one with Teeling's whiskey. So we've got some Irish whiskey barrels and, um, and we chucked, made a beer called Rise of the Phoenix. Um, uh, and that sat in the, and that came out. That was just, that was just nuts. Just, yeah, they were, they. Oh, that's, that's good whiskey. That we, 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 we had the, uh, during lockdown, we, what the other absentee from the podcast tonight, Mark, we did sort of Zoom whiskey tastings and there was like an Irish special on and we did that. And yeah, some of their whiskeys, Spectacular. We took the um, I took the bar staff over before lockdown. I think it was about a year before lockdown over to Dublin, um, and we went on uh, went to Jameson, went to Teelings, mm-hmm. and actually we were standing outside of Teelings, and I used to have a big curly wax moustache, and in the cafe <laughs> was these two guys kind of looking out the window, taking the piss out of me, uh, uh, like pointing at my moustache, and I think I'd bought a Teelings whiskey T-shirt the day before when we were in the uh, in the gift shop. I'm standing there in that, and then they're looking at us, and me and one of my ex-bar staff there, and we're looking, going, "That guy's definitely taking the piss out of your moustache." And I was like, "Yeah, he is." And I was like, "Isn't that Jack and Stephen Teeling, the owners of Teeling Whiskey?" And then he goes, "I'm pretty sure it is." So in we bowl, uh, and I went and said hello to him, and then um, off the back of that, got their number, their business card, etc., and then yeah, literally rang them up, messaged them, and said, "Can we get some barrels?" And they sent us four over on a pallet. And, uh, yeah. That was it. So they, they were fresh as as well when they arrived. They were they absolutely hummed. I could have dived in it if I if I could have got through the hole. It was a yeah. <laughs> Cal, I'll do you a favour, mate. I'll I'll stop by the tap room and get you some of those beers. Right. <laughs> plus, plus some plus some other ones as well, obviously. Um that I can't sounds awesome. that barrels and a barrels and a beer all based on a moustache. That's excellent. I know. It's pretty good, right? So, um, I need, a, I need to step up, my goon. step up my game. Fuck. Yeah. I'll, I'll, catch, you, I'll catch you in a decade's time. I know. And it just, then it just got really annoying and I shaved it off because it, uh, it was like, it was the morning, it's in the morning when you drink your coffee and it just kind of wicks it up unwaxed. It was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, then proceeds to drip down your nice white t shirt. It's like, yeah, no, okay, that's, this is going. This is, this is, yep. it's not <laughs> practical. <laughs> fucking yeah. get rid of that get rid of that exactly. fucking shit yeah. um, 
James, for yourself, obviously, like you, you joined the team kind of late on, um, or later on, I should say. What was what was your brewing background before you joined the team? Yeah, so I started brewing in New Zealand. Um, I think I'd been brewing for about two years before I came over. Um, kind of was planning on doing an OE. Uh, looked looked around, kind of found the outback. Reached out to Richard. Uh, we had a Zoom meeting while I was away on like working at a different site with the brewery I was working with mm-hmm. we had, like, a yeah block. you were in a hotel room. Was in a ho- it, was, it was weird I was in a hotel room <laughs> well, yeah, in a 11pm hotel room Zoom meeting yeah um, yeah so I started brewing in New Zealand so kind of familiar with New Zealand hops um, yeah I joined a company in New Zealand uh, was working as a seller hand and they kind of went well if you want to be a brewer we'll train you to be a brewer Nice. So that um, I started doing some training with IBD, so I kind yeah. of you know get some nice little paperwork behind me, and yeah, still going on that. I did my last exam. Maybe I passed. Maybe I haven't. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, so you know we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, so that's, kind of, that's kind of my brewing background, I guess. The last module he said, I don't know if I've passed, and then he came out with about 90-something percent, I think. Oh, <laughs> oh he's, not, he's, not, he's not one of those people, is he? Oh, oh, no. Well, yeah, no, he, he kind of is, and then actually, I think the last module, though, was basically brewery design, which is kind of uh, well, yeah, some of the some of the questions they were asking him, I, I get it, right, it's brewery design, but... Um, yeah, you're not going to sit there and work those things out. Um, no, I mean, you might like, brief, briefly kind of like go around the subject, but it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. A pedantic it's... kind of thing. Well, kind of. And I mean, like, yeah. you know, I used to design pressure vessels, heat exchange and filters, and it's, um, yeah, you're going to have a spreadsheet for it, aren't you? You're not going to actually sit there and do it work or memorize all those equations. Right? No. So, so, <laughs> and at the end of the day, and at the end of the day, who, who's got the, the, the cash and the, and the, you know, the time and, you know, the luck to be able to design a brewery and then build a brewery, whereas, you know, 99.9% of the breweries that we've spoken to, it's been, oh, there's there's a space that we can rent, right? Okay, let's try and fit as much shit into this space as right. we possibly can. Absolutely. You know, there's, not, there's not much design goes into it. <laughs> or like, or breweries that we spoke to that uh, the, the brew in the, in, the, in the garage, in the back garden and stuff, like, oh, right, brewery to... design, go fuck yourself. Three hills with our, the cannon line that comes out the wall of the garage Aye. and back in things like that. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> oh, you passed. Well, I mean, we're, on our, we're on our third brewery. Essentially, we've gone from our shed to the brew pub to across the road, and you know, each time we've tried to make it better. And you know, I've obviously spent quite a few years designing these things, but you still never get it like fully right unless you, yeah. you know, you like yes. you say, you've got a shed load of money and a bunch of people going, yeah. Here's a nice stainless steel walkway, and here's a yeah. exactly. <laughs> like, like, if you had all the money in the world, then ah, you can maybe make the perfect kind of brew house. But they've got uh, to, they've got to test on something, right? It's, yeah. Just just, 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 just go like yeah. I made this beer. Is it good or is it no good? Right, right. There you go. A star. You're done. Yeah. Fuck mm-hmm. off. That's 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 the greatest thing about craft beer, though, isn't it? So it's um, like you say, you've got a canning machine going in and out of the garage. It's uh, yeah. it's making it work, isn't it, and getting a good product out. And as long as the product's good, it's um, yeah, if the product's yeah. good, folk are buying it. Yeah, the, the, there's your fucking diploma right there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might no, it might no stand up on a CV, but hey ho. 
What yeah, you've been, you've been checks these things for games. You've been in craft brewing and nobody's phoning up to get a, a transcript. In fact, like, here you go. You add, add, the, add this to your CV. Fucking beer fridge podcast approved. Bingo. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got stickers? <laughs> I do. I do, actually. I've got key things. Right, right, right. It's a sticker on there. Say what? Send me one. I do have a vinyl car. I've got stickers. <laughs> I've got I've got lovely slated beer mats. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like that. Oh well, I, I like it as well. That was that was a, a lovely gift from Scott who got them done. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, full full fucking swag. Um, everybody, uh, oh, everybody on even on uh, beer Facebook groups has got a side hustle these days. Oh, Some fuck. guy with a fucking laser printer printing things <laughs> on his slate for you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm desperate to go back and ask him now that I'm an actual customer. How many people have asked you to? 3D to, to like to like burn a knob on air <laughs> like as a gift for somebody <laughs> something, something obscene on a on on a coaster for somebody and sent them it as a gift. <laughs> that no, that's why you buy those things. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned before we recording, obviously the back of us kind of kind of brew London, um. You obviously got a little bit of business as well, but you also got some business overseas, and you're kind of starting to expand across to the continent. Yeah, so we we met the guys at um, First Craft Beer. Did you try any of their beer when you were in? Can't fucking remember. Can't remember. Uh, well, they got a bunch of. So I you, where where were they? Where were they situated? Were they? They were situated when you came in. If mm-hmm. you'd chucked a left and gone mm-hmm. down the kind of like to the left-hand aisle of all of the... Uh... Were they the very end left? No, they were in the middle, so they were kind oh. of... Uh, no, so if you came through the kind of gate and then, yeah, kind of like you had kind of like two runs, didn't you, of kind of like yeah. main breweries. If you'd gone to the left, do you know where Sierra Nevada were? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they were they were back towards the door, kind of like about ten, six, seven stalls, something like that. So, right. yeah, yeah okay. missed that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, they come over from uh, Budapest. Really nice guys. My missus is obviously from Budapest, so we go over there quite a lot, and it does help that she can speak Hungarian. So she had a good chin wag with them. Uh, we we got talking to them, uh, and they're doing a, a festival. I think it's August, um, but they're called First Craft Brewery, uh, and I think they've got about three brew pubs or over uh, yeah, or situated across Budapest. Uh, one's got a really cool barbecue. Uh, venue actually, uh, which is definitely the best one because um, they kind nice. of just ribs and burgers and then some pretty cool beer as well, uh, which is yeah. Um, but yeah, they've uh, they're gonna oh, what a spot. Be- I'm just having a wee look oh, at you it. Just, on... You just googled it. Uh, yeah, googled. It's pretty, it's yeah. pretty cool. It's it's a good little kind of like arch, kind of tunnely looking kind of vibe they've got going. A bit kind of like the called Bermondsey almost kind of like arches, isn't it? It's yeah, inside, yeah, um, but a, a kind of old old building in the middle of not far from the sort of party tech area of, of budapest as well so it gets quite busy in that area um but yeah they, anyway they're doing a beer festival and we're gonna be slinging some beer over there which is cool so um we've just that's been awesome. work out how we export beer so uh, <laughs> uh well that's that that i was gonna say that's awesome that you're doing it also good luck with export fuck me well, yeah, I think post Brexit, nothing's easy, is it? So it's uh, well, you've now got about a million and one hoops to jump yeah. through. Whereas before, you maybe had a bit three or four. Mm-hmm. Now you've got so a fuck. Fingers crossed that'll all go ahead, and then we're gonna um, we're gonna go over there and uh, yeah, 
and attend. So um, oh, awesome! Sounds cool. cool. Sounds awesome. Um, oh, Gil, I bet you're seeing you were in Budapest what last year or whenever it was. I'm trying. I was. I was before lockdown. Now I'm trying to find out where it was we went. It was down by the. It was by the river. It was just basically on the on the river on the. We, we got up. Was one it in like a kind of big bubbly looking kind of building that kind of was yes. Like yeah, so was it called Yonash? I think so. I think, I'm probably for every Hungarian that's just heard me say that, by the way, I apologise. That's <laughs> definitely not the way it's pronounced. <laughs> but I think it's, it was spelt J O N A S, maybe? Yonash? Yeah, that's like. it. Um, and yeah, that's down by the river. Great little spot. You can kind of just sit there. The engineering university is directly across, which is a cool building across the Danube. And just sit there and have a few beers. It was, it was cool, but it's a cool little spot. Uh, that's exactly where we were. We were there yeah. for me and uh, Jamie, a friend of this parish. Um, we were chatting the door, basically desperate to get in. We got up one the second morning after obviously first night and gone a bit hell for leather. And uh, there was a a group of people who were on the stag. They came. We we were outside talking and looking and googling where we were going to go. The guys who were who were there would know. Any of them bar us were really into craft beer at all. So we're like, we've got to escape here. We're before anybody decides to do anything semi-organized, we're gone. And uh, we were just about to turn to jump in a, in a taxi, just getting ready to turn the corner at the the, the hotel to jump my taxi. And did a group of them not come out? And we're like, right, go 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 get get in the taxi so we can get to this craft beer place. And then we just it was like phones off on airplane mode, thirds upon thirds upon thirds as much as we could get through still rough and uh, some of the percentages were just wild though we were like well we yeah. need to try it so James, James just got back actually from being there what a month or so ago you I went, went over I went over for a month ago yeah yeah, about a month ago and he came back and he went they like their beers really strong over there eh? I was like oh, yeah, oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it's they're sort of all six and six six, six. and a half seven upwards I'd say most of them aren't they they're kind of God, yeah. I went over the eight yeah so yeah yeah is there something? Is there something? It's like, from... it's like Italy as well. It's like that whole continental thing. It's like whenever they go for it, it's like right, go. Yeah. It's like everything's like everything in Italy's double malted. Whenever you go, that's where the right, tenant super and things like that. It's like it's it's not a beer for like we would have it where you would have maybe a third or two thirds. It's and move on to someone else or keep drinking beer for them. It's like you need to go hell for leather. Otherwise, it's you're better. You're just almost like. Well, just have the generic, like the generic macro stuff. If you want yeah. something that's that's craft made, we're going to oomph, like it's going to have some serious put up the arse for you, and it's going to be worthwhile, yeah. so we can charge the extra for it, kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. almost like that's how they've managed to get people to drink it because it's stronger mm-hmm. there as opposed that's to well, I'll just drink it normal stuff. What I do and like is they sell it by the hundred mil, so you can buy like yes. uh, one deciliter, yes. two yes. deciliters, three deciliters. You can literally walk in and go, sweet, twelve percent stout. Give me a hundred deciliters, and then you know right. you're not trying to drink a half a pint, which you know, yeah. See, that's that's right. That that sounds a lot better for me because I'm not a massive stout drinker, but not at the same time like I appreciate the beers and like I'm happy to try them, but I don't want like if I have half a pint, I'm like fuck this, man. Like I just I just want I want to try it, enjoy it, and go right. Okay, I appreciate what that beer is. And what it's doing, yes, it's nice, but it's not for me in terms of the style. Or it is for me, and I go, right, I'll, have, I'll actually have a half. The um, best one I had over there was, well, I say the best, but it's got a good kid kind of story associated with mm. it. Was uh, 
uh, we're in a bar. It's called Keg Bar. It's uh, it's actually the other side of the river to where you were. Uh, and I I asked Nikki, my missus, I was like, right, what's what's this flavored beer? And she told me it was a rose flavored sour. Oh no! So I was like, interesting. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, go on, give me some of that. So I think I got like a three hundred deciliters or whatever. Started drinking it. I'm like. Are you sure this is rose flavored? Like that's what she said. Why? I went because it pretty much tastes like beetroot to me. And she was like, "Oh yeah, no, it is beetroot flavored." I was like, "How many beers have you had? You can't even read the menu. It's in Hungarian." So now every Valentine's Day, she gets a bunch of beetroot. Oh. <laughs> well played. And my work well, here is done. Well played. Is there something apart from that that the serving size? Over there in Budapest, like you, like, like you said, they go hell for leather in terms of their AVVs and stuff. Is there something that they're doing that we could be doing better over here or we can bring it over over that it's, it's a little bit better and maybe more exciting? Good question. Oh, I've got, I mean, the serving size is great. I mean, I, I, I personally, I do love their kind of like, they're, they're making some great IPAs. They really are. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, a, there's a brewery called Brewery of Mind, if you ever get a chance to try any of their beers. Uh, they're not actually in Budapest. They're south of Budapest near the big lake, and I can't remember what the place is called, uh, but great brewery. Uh, you can get it in pretty much every craft beer bar in Budapest. Um, mm-hmm. They have a beer called Peach Please which is uh, one of my favourites. Um, you had the double peach, please, when you, when you were there. Yeah. And you were like, ooh, that had some. Have you, have you ever tried to like duplicate those beers and try to make them at home? So we make a beer called Peaches Apparel, which is, uh, I came back from Budapest and went, right, peach, please, I need to make a beer similar to that. That was kind of like my inspiration. Uh, and we, yeah, we ended up making this beer called uh, Peaches of Peril, which I don't know if you remember the Goonies that you got the dude with the pinches of pal, which mm-hmm. kind of grabbed yeah. us. Yeah, it was. It started off for a while. I was like, I'm going to call it Peaches of Pal, uh, and then it was. Yeah, it ended up being called. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so we make that. <clears throat> How hard? <clears throat> I've always found peach a kind of difficult, a difficult flavour. It's it, it's really hit or miss, and and oftentimes it can end up tasting quite artificial and stuff. Well, ours is just hops. Ours right. is just hops, isn't it? So it's just hops and yeast, and it's uh, what we got in that Enigma, Enigma and Amarillo, and Amarillo with a juicy yeast with a juicy yeast, but somehow it seems to just kind of come together to kind of give this peachiness. It's so. right. yeah. <laughs> so it's, as I say, that's that kind of that kind of flavour. Whenever I see peach, I, I always it's it's always guaranteed to be a hit or a miss. You know, it's the, I've never I don't think I've ever had a sort of middle of the road. Sort of peach beer. It's either been, yeah, you know, brilliant or no, that's ganting. You know, I agree with that. I mean, I don't know about you, but when you get those beers that kind of taste synthetic, it's kind of yeah, yeah a bit off putting. Well, so. Watery, metallic, just yeah, yeah. yeah. Usually yeah. done by Brewdog or something, but hey, um, well, hopefully ours doesn't taste like that. It's uh, we actually haven't made it in a while, and we just stuck it back on at the, the what a couple of weeks ago. And people are going nuts for it in our taps room. They're like, oh, Peaches of Peril's back. Hallelujah. Like, yeah. Which we would have sent you a can, but we didn't have it in can at that point. So, no. <laughs> don't you worry. Don't you worry. I am, I am um, <clears throat> uh, strategically making appointments for work near Bournemouth. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see that when you come down. And, yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, and, um, we'll, we can sink a few. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there. 
<clears throat> I don't know what just happened to my voice there. I'll be there um, at some point over the next couple of weeks, definitely. Um, for yourself, for you guys, kind of, kind of going forward, what uh, what should we kind of look out for? And like you said, James, you're kind of double brewing today. So what have we got coming soon? Or what can you tell us anyway you've got coming soon? What have we got coming soon that we can tell? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it kind of like blew our load pretty hard with um, making the resurrection for Brew London. Yeah, so we did. kind of worked pretty hard. We worked pretty hard on that. And then actually, you know, it's summer. We're like full in the swing of just doing events with our mobile vans. Or I say vans, van now because the other van. one. But that's fine. Uh, and, you know, both tap rooms are open and for us, we're trying to grow our brand and just kind of spread our beer a bit further afield, really. So we've finally got the capacity to do it. Um, and, yeah, we're just trying to get ourselves into some places sort of a bit further afield from from Bournemouth, uh, ideally inside the M25 uh, and, you know, f- further north and just go from there. And I'm hoping off the back of that in two years, we'll we'll have the same problem we've we've had for the last six years and we need a bigger brewery. And um, we will address exactly. that. We get to it, so yeah. <laughs> Worse problems to have, definitely. Um, for anybody that is listening who wants to get hold of your beer, um, where would be the best place to do so? So the way out back, UK. you can grab our beer on there on our online shop. Obviously, we sell our beer uh, in our tap rooms. Um, so we've got a tap room open six days a week. Uh and then our pizzeria across the road, which also has 10 taps, is open Thursday, Friday, Saturdays. Uh, other than that, we generally at the moment just sort of sell it to a bunch of farm shops and bottle shops and et cetera around this area. Uh, it's, I think it's in Ports. It's, it's off the back of Brew London. We did a vanilla porter. Did you guys try that? Uh, no. A no, nitro oh, vanilla porter at the uh, Brew London. We had that on. I don't uh, think I'd, was, I'd, I'd, I'd like I'd try that. That was we like went, the we all went black IPA, didn't we? Ah, you, yeah, black you, IPA. Yeah. you boys did the resurrection, the uh, Cascadian Dark uh, Black yes. IPA. Uh, definitely did that. Which, so by the way, was lost. fucking amazing. That was unbelievable. Thank you, yeah. thank you for that review. That's yes, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, we do a vanilla stout, so that's now available in Portsmouth, uh, at a place called the Vault. Uh, so I went down there and installed them a nitro line just because they wanted it uh, so badly. They were like, "Yep, yeah, let's." Let's have this on constantly. So we're slinging that down there now as well. Um, And hopefully start slinging it further afield, like I say, soon. So it's, um, yeah, uh, we're finally at the uh, the capacity to do so. So it's um, that's kind of what Brew London was about for us. And in terms of of festivals for the rest of the year, where where can we um, run into you as the the summer goes on? We're in a bunch of local festivals. We're doing a bunch of our own festivals here as well. So we like to close the road outside our place. We're doing a reggae festival in August. Awesome. Uh, Yeah. So uh, I went to Jamaica in January with the family. We come back. We're like, yeah, we need a reggae festival. So we might be brewing something special for that as well. That's on the cards. Um, Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think what other events we're at. Um, I actually don't get involved in that side of things. So. <laughs> <laughs> I leave that up to the cities, uh, and we have an events manager, uh, and that's pretty much what they do. But we're no, we're that's just, true. We're, we'll we're make sure them and make sure and send a, send us a list. Um, if you and I'll, we'll put it on the social media pages and stuff, um, for people that are, are kicking around, and um, they can go and check them out. 
like you said, go to the website, uk. Um, if you've got a local bottle shop and they don't sell this beer, just tell them. Go haul. Excuse me, Mr. Bottle Shop Man. Brewery that you should buy, the way out back. Indeed. FYI. Uh, uh, Point them in the direction. Sorry. Yeah, we are, we, we are also kind of working on, uh, I think the, I don't, we actually, we're just trying to do some research as to what the youngest brewer in the UK is, but my son is four and a half. Uh, and if you if you ask him uh, what the three stages of brewing are, he will. But how he knows this, he was only he spent half term for a week in the brewery with James and I just helping us out. But uh, how he knows the first step is mashing in the second step, which he repeated this the next day after we taught him is offing, which I was just like, uh, I was like, what? Yeah. And then transferring. So we've got him for six weeks in the summer and we are. We're on the on the case to try and make him the youngest brewer in the in the UK. I feel oh, like it, sounds it, it, it could be a thing. It could, so. it, could, it, could, it, could. it will be a thing. Incidentally, that's weird that you said that. I I'm pretty I read something like two weeks ago, if not last week, and I can't remember what brewery, brewery it is, but there's some there's a sixteen year old. I feel like I read it as well. Yeah. Like I saw 16. something. I think it was fifteen. But then James seemed to come up with a statistic today saying someone was 10. I found a, so, I, 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 found, <laughs> I, found, I found one at 10. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not much of a mathematician, but five is less than that. Yep. <laughs> Bingo. I, I, think, I think we're on to something there. Get the Guinness Book of Records knocking at your door, definitely. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. that and also, I don't know if you were there when uh, James did the worm at Brew London as well. So uh, I, think oh, the, I think the current world record for the longest worm was what, 50 something meters? It's just shy of 50. Just shy of 50 meters. He easily did 25 with ease at Brew London straight down the middle of the floor. Uh, and challenged yeah, yeah. the guys selling the... What were they selling next uh, to hi, Hive Mind. Hive Mind. They were selling, hive Mind Mead. Yeah, Hive Mind Mead. So they had, <laughs> they had a worm off. And, uh, so we're going to try and smash that one before he goes back to New Zealand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Just get that, um, get that road shut. There's going to be 50 metres in the road. <laughs> yeah. That's the reason why the road shut. Fuck the festival. It's a worm off. <laughs> Reggae yeah, festival but... with a little worm Guinness World Records thrown yeah. in the middle. Why not? That's, that's, that's the name. That's the name of the beer that's coming out. Worm, the worm yeah. uh, Like I said, make sure you head to the website, thewayoutback.co.uk. Head over to the website, pick up some cans of, of this amazing beer. You're genuinely, honestly, I'm fairly confident I can speak for all three of us, and that you will not be disappointed with anything you pick up. Um, from the way out back um, and like I said make sure you hit up your local tap room as well and say hi I'll tell you a brewery that you should you should buy and that you should get in way out back mm-hmm. let them know let them know all about it make sure you go to the social media pages as well Instagram and Facebook and stuff search the way out back like follow and share all their content while you're at it you may as well search for the Beer Bridge podcast as well uh, like follow and share Remember, wherever you listen to this podcast, make sure you subscribe and you hit that ding-a-ling-a-ling, the wee notification bell, to tell you of the next episode. Um, you can show your support by dropping us a five-star rating. It really helps us. Or if you want to show your official support, you can head to the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast, where you can get access to exclusive content and much more. Including our Discord page. New Discord page. FYI. Where you can have a wee, a wee group chat. It's cool. Where the it's where the NSA See, the is, you, you're you're yeah. pulling that funny face, Cal. But you fucking don't even have an Instagram or a fucking a Bebo. 
guarantee we can guarantee the CIA on the owner of the score. That's that's fucking social media. <laughs> There's no <laughs> on social is, media. On social media for calm there. hundred percent. Um but yes, um like I said, the home of the beer fish podcast, real beer, real breweries, real opinions. James, Richard Awesome to have you guys in the podcast. It's been Thanks great to catch up with you again. Thank you very much for sending the beer. The beer has been fucking brilliant. Sweet. If you're ever around, swing by. Come say hi. Oh, I'm coming. Thanks, Gavin's a pest. Yep. Thank I'm, you. If I'm, you see a white, if you see a white van with taps on the side, yet go. Yes. Yes. Go, go to so. the white van with the taps on the side. The man with the van, he's got a plan, he's got some fucking cracking beer. Like I said, uh, cheers guys for joining us, and until next time, the Beer Fish Podcast, real beer, real breweries, real opinions. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.